All right, let's see what Shane's got cooking for us from the cold open. I hope it's that sexy voice he did at the end of the Bart the Lover episode, but let's see. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Let's go, Shane. How could you? Haven't you learned anything from that guy that gives those sermons in church? Captain, what's his name? We live in a society of laws. Why do you think I took you to see all those police academy movies? For fun? Well, I didn't hear anybody laughing. No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Ah, oh, nicely. You ever seen any of those Police Academy movies? You ever watch them? I have, yeah. They I've seen two of them. No. No. <laughs> no. I, I figured as such, based on... Actually, kind of based on that line. You ever hear anybody laughing? I didn't. Um, yeah. That's yeah, they're... All, you know, all those 80s movies, like early 80s, maybe Caddyshack and Animal House, the exception. But there's a lot of like movies that are supposed to be funny that are just real butt like that. Um, what's that stupid movie with Bill Murray? Uh, which one? I think there's a couple. There's that army one. Is he in that you one? Don't, you don't like. Uh, oh, I think he is in an armor one, yeah. And he's in, what is it? Uh, Groundhog Meatballs? Day, Brave Meatballs. Meatballs, that's what I'm thinking of. Hmm. Uh, Groundhog Day is 90s. Groundhog Day is okay. But um, I did very much like that intro there, Shane. I And if you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen to the end of Bart the Lover, where Homer reads the goodbye letter that the Simpsons family sent to Edna, because he does a absolutely wonderful job that you could be one of those people who I appreciate the, that. You, you, just seriously, you could be one of those people who when those uh the weirdos call into like the phone sex hotlines, you could be that person they're talking to. I could be that guy. You could. You could very well, you know, a lonely you diversify old lady. my revenue streams. Yeah, exactly. Something different to add to the resume, right? Life experience. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it though. It took a few takes to get the one I liked. Oh, did you actually? Did you actually do more than just the one take? Oh yeah, there's. Uh, I think I did three or four. Yeah, that's that's voice act. That's what Tom Hanks does, my friend. Ah uh, yes, Tom the Hanks professionals. Does right there. Yeah, see, so Shane, he he knows what he's doing. I don't think the writers really knew what they were doing here for this one, for uh, separate vocations, because this is probably one of my least favorite episodes of season three. Probably. Yeah, that's right up. Yeah, it's right up there with Mister Lisa goes to Washington as my least favorite that I like the, the one that I was looking forward to, I guess least looking forward to watching because there were a couple of reasons why I didn't like this episode when I was growing up. And the first is like how like the, the flip flop between Bart and Lisa and how, because of one stupid test, their entire lives flip upside down and they take it so seriously. And I, I just always hated those type of, I guess, uh, you know, test things because I had to do those things when I was in second grade. And if I passed them, I would have had to move to a different school. So I flunked it on purpose because and, and I was missing recess. I didn't want to lose all my friends and stuff like that. We talked about this a bit in, in Bart the Genius, but yeah. to I hate when they, you know, they kind of pigeonhole you into something just based on uh, a test. And that should be something that you're set for, you know, the rest of your life. You don't want to know. You don't want to, you don't know what you're doing when you're eight years old, what you're going to do when you're 38, right? Like you, like, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Like, when you were eight, say, at, at this age, when Bart and Lisa are taking these tests, eight or ten, somewhere around that area, what did you actually want to be? What did you figure you'd be? I think I wanted to be an engineer. What kind, like, what kind of engineer? Like, on trains? I think I wanted to build bridges. Yeah. And then I found out I was not good at math. 
<laughs> what was it really? See, I would have never in a million years guessed that that would be at the top of your list for things. What was it about building like architectural engineering, stuff like that? What, what drew you to that when you were young? Just kind of like playing with Legos um, or something? My dad would involve me on his um, like house projects. My dad is extremely handy. He's been in the trades for pretty much since he was um, like 17. Mm -hmm. So uh, he would always use me as like a laborer or ask me to cut or measure this or do that. So at an early age, I had a, um, yeah, I had a, like a fond memory of building things. Um, It was only till I hit later in life that I learned that math was not my forte. Well, you don't really need math to build bridges and stuff like that. You just put some concrete, (laughs) some rebar and, you make a bridge and it stays up. It stays up. There you go. And see, look, but look at that though, right? Like even something that you wanted to be, like you, you figured you might be in some sort of building things in some form, but now you work for a sports company and a phone sex hotline. So like yeah, how, look at me now. yeah, how, how would a, a, a testing thing like that have, have guessed that you were going to do those two types of things? What did Nick want to be when he was eight? I think I, I wanted to work, uh, do something in sports probably. But when I got a couple of years older, I, I, I did think about being at like a, a vet because I'm a big animal person. And then I remember in eighth grade doing a project and calling around to a bunch of different veterinarians. And they were all saying a large part of the job is putting animals to sleep. And it's like, oh, that you know, somebody unfortunately has to do it, but it's a really taxing job on the mind. And even at 14, I think I kind of realized that. And then I wanted to be a teacher in, in high school. And then I realized, no, I didn't want to. And see, and nothing, actually something probably would have said that I would work in sports when I was a, a, a young kid in some way, maybe. Still following that dream. Yeah, there you go. Or something, maybe, yeah. But see, it, the, like things change over time. Your, your wants and desires to the base I think that's what really pissed me off with this episode, especially Lisa, someone so smart and and creative and, you know, a little stupid test in second grade that she takes ends up flipping her life uh, temporarily for the worse. Can definitely um, crush creativity. Yeah, it, it sure can. Um, actually, before we give our ratings for this episode, uh, poll results from Homer at the Bat, our last episode, uh, I asked which of the players featured in that episode gave the best performance. Uh, so the, f- the four that I recommended, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. in his bet with gigantism, Don Mattingly in his uh, bet with the ever-increasingly long sideburns, um, the late Wade Boggs in his battle with getting up off the floor at Moe's, and Daryl Strawberry in his battle with Homer for outfield supremacy. Uh, who do you think our listeners picked as the best performance? Uh, number two. Mattingly? Think, you think it was yeah. Mattingly? No, he actually surprisingly, oh. this one surprised me a bit. He had the least, uh, fewest amount of votes, only 13%. Strawberry with the mm. big victory, 54.3% voting for Daryl Strawberry. He's got that amazing line. He, he does. He's a couple of really good lines, and he uh, he killed it. Um, yeah, a couple of people replied to them saying, um, they were great. At Maddox31 said, none of them were really great, but Griffey's reading of the party in my mouth everyone's invited line was so awkward that it makes it really really good and he unintentionally did well and uh 
shout out to uh, AJ Sachs one who understood the late great Wade Boggs reference and is clearly an always sunny fan like I am. So shout out to you at AJ Sachs one. So yeah, we had a really, really good episode and we're following it up yes, with an absolute meh episode. And because of my reasoning, <laughs> I'm going to stick with a bare minimum pass. This one for me is going to start with a five. I, I, wow. I don't, right. I don't really remember anything special. Third about this season. One. Yeah, this is a rare, especially late third season too, right? Um, thoughts on this one, Shane? I have no strong thoughts on this. Uh, this is uh, kind of like a whatever episode. Um, they all can't be great, but I'm going to go in with a 6.5. Um, but my gut's saying it'll probably get lowered. Uh, but hey, surprise me. What is it about this one, even though there's nothing fond that you kind of remember a better to have the strong feelings like I do. But what is it about this that gives it a full 1.5 over me? Is it just because of where we are in season three and hoping there's, there's, some... I expect better. Yeah. Yeah. Like the writer, you know, this is the third season. It's a, almost a completely weld oiled machine at this point. Uh, they have the budget. Uh, they're feeling good. People want to be on the show. Like at this time you were expecting good things from the Simpsons and I still am. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of it's kind of weird that I, I went with the five. That is my lowest pre-rating for an episode here in season three. And it, you're right though; the expectation is that it should be better. But I think my my bias towards this one, I and you know what? I always used to turn it off at the point when when I realized it was this episode when Bart goes for the ride along with Eddie and Lou, and he gets chased down by a snake in the alleyway. And it, I don't know, maybe I never really gave this episode a fair chance because of that. I don't know. We'll find out. It's the whole point of the series, right? So let's get to it here with separate vocations. Before I say anything else, before we get into this one, Shane, the top song in the U.S., uh, Bart's Chalkboard, I Will Not Barf Unless I'm Sick. That's not bad. Something That's Bart okay. might do. Yeah. yeah, it's not that one. Top song in the U.S. when this episode came out February 27th, 1992, uh, a really cheesy ballad by a hair band you've probably heard it but you might not know the band's name was it baby got back uh not a hair metal band nope um <laughs> close though no not actually uh the song to be with you by mr big you know that one uh no maybe i would know it if someone played it for me yeah. Do you want me to do you want me to sing it for you? I'll yeah, sing it for you. Do. Okay, yeah. we just we just finished the couch gag of this. The family comes in and then Bart jumps on all of them and poses. So here we go. Before we get into the episode, Shane is going to uh, pause it here. And uh, all right, <clears throat> um, are, are, uh, are you good to go? You prepared? I think I'm ready. Okay, so here's the chorus. I'm just going to sing the chorus to you. I'll ask my wife how I did too because she loves sappy ballads when I sing to her all the time. So here we go. I'm the one who wants to be with you. Something, something, hope you'll feel it too. Waited on a line of greens and blues. Just to be the next to be here with you. And there it is, to be with you. By Mr. Big. Oh, ass song. <laughs> Horrible song. Uh, yes, I have heard that before. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. How did I do? How did I do on that one? Oh, she said it sarcastically, which means I didn't do good. Well. <laughs> All right. 
So let's get to, let's get into this episode. So if you go go actually go right back to the beginning, Shane. We're just a couple of frames in, um, to the beginning here. And am I seeing things weird? But is the the B roll shot of the school from like season one or two? The animation looks really like light a dated. And, yeah, yeah, it, it looks Very off. light purple. Uh, but the this gag coming up of uh, Indian strangling a crocodile or alligator is great. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I totally forgot about that. I love how that's where Millhouse's mind goes. Happy little elf serving ice cream. And Krabappel's actually an alien. Was that a Sega Genesis reference? Or like Bart vs. the Alien reference? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Normalizing. Yeah, because he made purple things not purple, and the alien was purple. Indeed. You never even imagined. Others may find out life isn't fair. In spite of your master's friend Brynmar, you might end up a I feel like this episode is getting frustrations out that pretty much the majority of the writing staff did not like taking this test. Probably. I'm assuming something said. To them that you know they were going to be nothing or they should stop talking and or stop being creative or something and they always ask stupid questions like the one that Krabappel yeah well that was a waste of time Jamie school is never a waste of time since we have 15 minutes until recess please put oh. your pencils and stare at the front of the room Lisa <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. It's like a mm. big deal. Iowa non Iowa. Yes. I forgot there about go. that. Iowa, Iowa non national airport. Yes. Oh man, I totally forgot this was in Iowa. Oh yeah, the old man just right by the machine. <laughs> That's pretty good. That, that was pretty good. I forgot about the other one guy. Oh yeah, Doctor Pryor's in this. Salmon Carter, military strongman, systems analyst, systems analyst, systems analyst, systems analyst. All right, homemaker. Mm-hmm. It's like a mommy. Police officer, we'll all be jiggered. <laughs> if you'd like to learn more, I could arrange for you to ride along in a police car for a night. Hey, I don't need you to get me in the back of a police car. Well, I really think you should consider this. You know, before I saw these test results, I had you pegged as a drifter. Wow. Drifter? Wealthy shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love when Bart has those um, cool. thoughts into the future. Of like, and he's always a bum, but he loves it. Yeah, he's he's proud. He's like, oh yeah, no rules. Yeah. Proud bum. Oh, that's nice, Bart. You know, your father wanted to be a policeman for a little while, but they said he was too heavy. No, the army said I was too heavy. The police said I was dumb. Well, I'm gonna be a famous jazz musician. That can't be true. I'll be unappreciated in my no, definitely not. Yeah, they purposely hire people with low IQ. I'll avoid the horrors of drug abuse, but I do plan to have several torrid love affairs, and I may or may not die young. I haven't decided. Honey, if that's what you want... See, there you go, Lisa. That's a great dream to follow. Isn't anybody going to follow in my footsteps? 
There's no one more beloved than a blues saxophonist in the music world. Make millions. Nice kind of breaking the fourth wall there. Well, the thing is, Homer goes on to have quite a few really interesting jobs, so it'd be really hard to follow in his footsteps. That's true, because he really hasn't had anything so far outside of outside of the plant for like a job job. Yeah, that's true. I love how he has Popeye arms. Yes. I didn't steal that copper. I actually worked with a guy who once wanted to steal a bunch of copper wire from a fair when we were setting up for the uh, fair. Copper, you know, you can make a decent amount of money on copper. Yep. <laughs> During renovations, when we were converting stuff to, uh, to plastic pipe, we would uh, sell the copper. When you go home at night, you know you've made a difference. Hey, Bart, you see that caddy over there? Uh-huh. That's Mayor Quimby's car. This reminds me, I wonder if uh, Bill Hader and Seth Rogen kind of nicked the idea for Superbad from this. Apparently they wrote Superbad when they were in high school. True. How old would they have been when this came out in 92? They might have been in high school, right? Maybe. Seth is... What is he, his 40s uh, He's now? like 60 or something now. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, Pooh's getting robbed. There you go. Classic. <laughs> Not the first time you'll see Snake robbing Apu. See, and it was usually around this point. That I would turn the episode off. Yeah, it's uh, pretty flat. Is that insinuating that Apu likes, uh... Yeah, he likes his old tie-ups. Up. Yeah, he's, he's a tie-up guy. Montage of, uh... What's that mean? We Bullet? later find out Apu has a similar car himself. He does, yeah. Yeah, the milk truck explodes! That's a nice touch. Hey, Too bad it wasn't a milk. Yeah. I do like my random explosions. Oh yeah. Is that a Christine Man. reference? Oh maybe. 
the animation on Snake, like he re they really make him look menacing here. The the whole light effect. Hmm. Act two, death drives a stick. I never understood why they did the to be continued part. Like, was that really necessary? Yeah. They did. They do that joke again too. You know how when they're driving and Eddie's trying to finger what kind of car Snake's driving and he can't figure it out, so he just says car. Remember Wiggum does that as well. Oh yeah, he does. Uh, was that when Marge and what's her face are running away? Uh yeah. And then he gets scared because she turns the lights off. It's some kind of ghost car. <laughs> Yes, much better police chase than, than this yeah. one. This one's kind of a rip-off of Bullet, kind of cheesy. Morning, honey. So good to be in your stuffy house by the stove. I know you're down on homemaking. Man, I miss eating bacon. It's terrible for you, though. See? This morning, I turned bacon. I thought you eat bacon. I thought you went back to eat meat. Oh, I eat meat. It's just like... Last time I ate bacon was probably like, I don't know. Can't even tell you. Chicken bacon. It's just not the same. It's like buying a vegan pizza. It's like, just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Marge. Yeah. Uh, I got my fingerprints done at a fair by the firefighter um, booth, I guess, when I was really young. Yeah, that was definitely not firefighters. That was somebody stealing your fingerprints. Very good. Very good indeed. So I have committed all those crimes that I don't remember. <laughs> oh, speaking of committing crimes, my biggest bastard is looking to ruin things right now. Yeah, this is a very flat episode. Um, <clears throat> like this, this portion always bugged me. It's like some guy says Lisa has stubby fingers and a piece of paper said that she should be a homemaker instead of being whatever else she wants to be. What so are you watching it? currently, Nick? What are you and the missus watching lately? The Last of Us, um, what are you guys watching? No, lately? last uh, thing, we watched uh, that show, uh, Children Ruin Everything, because we're going to have children that will ruin fair. everything soon. We have hound dogs that ruin things right now. They're doing, they're, they're <laughs> literally doing that as I speak. They're ruining something. Hmm. You? Uh, I'm watching a very entertaining, but very bad uh, South Korean game show called uh, 100, I think. It's brand new on Netflix. You love your overdubbed uh, Korean or Asian shows? I do like foreign shows, pretty much. There's the, yeah. there's the same B-roll, the school again, from like season one. Yeah, really cheap. Yeah. I never fleshed out her character. Janie? Yeah. No, not really. And did your school ever have a bathroom or a spot where it was notorious, like, don't hang out there? Um, there, we had a smoker's pit. So unless you wanted to, if you didn't want to smoke, you stayed away from there. Um, True. Yeah. I do remember there was, like, a cigarette ring in one of the bathrooms. One of the boys' bathrooms, they had... They would drive down and buy a bunch of cheap uh, native cigarettes, mm -hmm. and then they would sell them, buy the cigarette uh, at school, and they would keep the stash in the false ceiling in one of the bathrooms. That's just smart. That's called yep. good business sense. 
Caesar. Get him out of here. I'll get you, Bart Simpson. If it's the last thing I do. Now, what is this all? Not the first time, Willie, or not the last time, Willie will try to our friend, groundskeeper Willie, burning seek revenge on Bart. Disregard for our clean air laws. Bart Simpson on the side of law and order? That's the world gone topsy derby. That's right, man. I don't think we ever had a bat. Yeah, we had a smoker's pit too. So unless you liked it, you know. If you oh, didn't yeah, want I had, it. A, had a couple kids that had to take breaks because they were getting a nicotine withdrawal. What, your teachers actually let them go outside to go hack boons? Yep. No, they didn't. Really? Yes, they did. Yeah, for real. Well, the kid can't learn if kids crave a nicotine, right? Terrible joke. There's Steve Allen doing the guest voice of Bart. Or the guest voice here. Not okay. Nice generic mob looking guy. What is even happening anymore in this episode? I know. You have you have a random uh, Bart being a snitch scene. And then after one instance of him having Willie sent to, or Willie arrested, he's now the hall monitor. This is, this is pretty good coming up here. Not the drink. Uh, remember the water fountain? There was always that one kid that like there sucked on the water fountain. Yeah, pink belly, pink belly, pink belly. Yeah. That belly ain't getting any pinker. I never knew what pink belly was until I saw this. I'd never heard of it. I'd never seen anybody do it. But after I introduced it at school, I think we did pink belly some kids. I think everyone got pink belly at least once after I started saying it. Yeah. Did you get an Indian sunburn? I don't think that's so. When, that's when you take someone's I know, yo, I know what it is. And yeah, you twist and it back and forth. You get it irritates. <laughs> yeah, you ring it like a chamois. Now, take Probably got a couple of nurples. Wet willies were always gross. Definitely got tabled. Good. Now, sprinkle your sparkles on. Uh, remind me what a table tabled is. When you're talking with somebody and somebody bends down behind them and you push them over them. I got that's how I got suspended for pushing somebody over and they happen to break their arm. Oh, he needs some milk. Yep, deficient in calcium. And she goes, Lisa told Hoover to shove it. And I'm like, yep, no, now Lisa's a bad kid. This isn't the first time Lisa changes her personality just to fit in. No. How old are these kids supposed to be? They look like they're like 15. Well, well we're in get... grade school, right? Not a high school. Sure. I, well, I guess Kearney's like 40 and he's still there. I like how they do have Laramie Jr. cigarettes, so like the kid cigarettes. It's a nice touch. She's getting a lot of secondhand smoke, though, which is arguably worse. Ah, uh, before the 2000s, secondhand smoke was fine. It never hurt. It toughens the lungs up. Ah, uh, yes. Smoking or non-smoking restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always thought, though, that based off of this, that the schools did have a... Um, place where they kept all the stuff that they took from people. But, uh, yeah, or like the roof was covered in awesome toys, something like that. Yeah. We did have a custodian who would go up on the roof like once a month and huck all the balls and stuff that, and frisbees and whatnot. But uh, I guess that I guess guy probably there. felt like God. Oh, he did. Oh, definitely. 100%. King among men when you do that. slip signed by Nelson's mother and this is Nelson's English homework notice the identical elongated loops on the D's forgery 
So he didn't have limits. This is what the government does. Like, they hire criminals to catch criminals. Yeah, that's what that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio was all about. You ever see that one? Yeah, what was that? Page Me If You Can? No, I think it was Titanic. Oh, right. He fought people That's the, the one ship. when he sleeps three times, right? I never really saw Titanic. I remember a guy falling off the boat and he hits the propeller. Oh, sorry. I, I was combining being... a bunch of Leonardo DiCaprio movies. That was an Inception reference. Oh, I never saw Inception. Oh, really? That's actually a good movie. Uh, if you like sci-fi. I'm getting uh, very... Thriller? Psychological thriller. Very bored with this episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm over it. Like Look at that person in the back, though. The one with no eyes? Yeah. I do like how the teachers have no clue. Andrew Jackson. Well, you're in your 18 grade. Without their answer books. Oh, and sewering a teacher for not making any money. Hard. Yeah. She's so smart. She wouldn't be so smart without her teacher's edition. I wonder how many teachers are literally just going well, by the book. There is a there. curriculum you have to follow, right? There is, but like, it, I mean, how many actually don't know the answers to what they're actually teaching? They're kind of winging it. Mm. Probably be me. I would need the book. I need guides. Well, hey, if that there was that one guy in the, I think it was the Korean War, maybe it was Vietnam War, who pretended to be a doctor and he performed 17 surgeries abdominal surgeries and he didn't make a mistake in one if he can do that then you can be a teacher children i know this is highly irregular but for the rest of the how much do you think teachers should make teachers are underpaid i will say that because they have to they're basically daily looking after you know 20 anywhere between 20 to 30 kids yeah good luck with that trying to give each one a little bit of time keeping everything in order will actually you know the, the ones that care, anyways, are trying to actually help. Yeah, and the classrooms are underfunded, too. They often have to pay out of pocket for a lot of the supplies. Yeah. But then again, you have the, you know, you have the crazy... I had a substitute teacher once who just, just wanted to start throwing out all our dictionaries. Just one day, she just said, I don't like these conditions these dictionaries are in. And then one of the guys... Oh, there's bloodhounds! They kind of like my doggies. There you go. Um, one of Speaking of bloodhounds, uh, you'll never watch it, but Ghosts in a Shell... Uh, not the one? live action Scarlett Johansson, but the actually good animated movie. Uh, that creator loves uh, Basset Hounds. Really? Look at that. Yeah, he's got Basset Hounds all up in his movies. Yep. In the future, uh, like one of the only breeds people buy are Basset Hounds. <laughs> people see, people are starting to get it because they're awesome because they have big ears. I wonder who had all the money in their locker. Uh, yeah, who would that have been? Maybe Kearney? Jimbo, or one of the teachers, and that's their stash. That was Willie. I like the Beverly Hills Cop music, though. This is a nice is, sequence. It is. It is Beverly Hills Cop, right? This is what the music is from. Uh, I believe you're right. Correct us and at Simpsons underscore EB on Twitter if we got that wrong. We got the same shot twice of Bart. One from overhead where there's like the apple core in the lockers and then another where he looked in and it just said like somebody's scrapbook. A couple of uh, reused uh, animations here. 
Was uh, Principal Skinner on a different side? Yeah, he's he just on. Yeah, he's supposed to be in the same row. Where the hell is he? How is he not seeing this or hearing this? Continuity error. The books. There he is. Out of nowhere. Oh, answers, answers. <laughs> Simpson, you just saved this school one hundred and twenty dollars. Who's behind this? <laughs> okay, that's I a pretty assume good nowadays it's all just online. I don't know. Maybe they're still using those. Those things that we see. There's a school. That's an updated school where the school's actually that beige color oh, instead yeah. of white. Okay, okay. Yeah. So what's going on here? It's pretty sad though. The one of the things that we keep coming back to here is what the school looks like in the transition shot. You know, this all could have been solved with a little bit of parenting. Yeah, some like just like deal. explain to Lisa that a test doesn't dictate your life. Marge tried to solve it by basically crushing her one hobby because she's not perfect at it. Yeah. You know, there should have been a spinoff where Bart probably writes more than anyone else in the family. He writes a lot. I'd be it on a chalkboard, but... Would have been cool if he, I don't know, wrote a biography or something. And once again, we're reaching for storylines here because the storyline that we were presented with was... Yeah. But that episode Blech. sucked. Um, now I know why I turned it off a lot. The, it, like, it kind of starts off with a bit of an interesting premise. What if they flip-flop? What if Bart becomes a good guy, Lisa becomes the bad guy? Bad girl, whatever. You know what I mean? And it, it just... Like, it seemed like they could have done a lot more with it. But they went with the, I don't want to say laziest, but it seems like the easiest possible storyline. It's like whatever. Like, honestly, I'll never watch this again. <laughs> no, this is up there with, uh, I agree. Yeah. This is up there with some of those season one episodes where you could never watch it again on your watch through and go, Do you okay, know yeah, what our least happened. viewed episode is out of all the episodes that we've done? What's that? It is uh, Lisa the Greek. But that was a decent episode. Yeah, that I don't know. Show some love for that episode. Um, and then second last would be Crepes of Wrath. Another somewhat decent episode from season one. It's it's strange the, the listening habits of some of our listeners that I don't know if it's because we go on tangents in the crappy episodes and people like that or what? Or maybe people like crappy episodes and we <laughs> once we, yeah. we have the crappy taste. We're out of touch. No, it's the children who are wrong. Yeah. It's but. yes, it's the children who are wrong. Um, I don't know. I guess uh, we definitely do go on tangents during episodes like this, but um, it kind of just evolves into a regular podcast at that point. We're not even really talking about the episode; it's just a regular podcast, um, just talking about whatever. But uh, yeah, this episode not good. Yeah, uh, what would you rate it? Three point five. This is a fail for me. Based on right. the, the, the kind of qualities that you laid out uh, before we started this one about you, the, the, the writing staff kind of having everything um, settled on what and what the kind of expectation is to reach for. And, you know, you can't blame it on a budget. You can't blame it on poor voice acting. You can't really blame this one on anything aside from it's an idea that somebody probably thought was going to pan out really well in terms of the flip-flopping of personalities, but it just didn't really work and didn't really go anywhere. 
So I, I just think that it, and it, not even that it, I'm comparing it to Homer at the bat or anything like that. I'm, I'm trying to really distance myself here. It was just a really unenjoyable episode. It wasn't very, I can't, I don't have a gag right now. I'm struggling to think of a gag. My favorite moment from this episode. Um, it might be at the beginning when Milhouse is his uh, thing of what he thinks Krabappel's bringing in is the Indian wrestling, the crocodile. That was a good gag. Yeah. That was, that was a decent visual. And that was a throwaway bit like 15 seconds in. So the, the fact that we went on the tangent, I can't think of anything good. It just didn't keep my attention. And if it, if it can't do that bare minimum of keep my attention, it doesn't deserve the passing grade. And so that's why I give it a 3.5 and yeah, I'll go with the Millhouse thing for my favorite gag as well. You, <laughs> I thought you were too high with a 6.5. What are you ending with? Uh, well, albeit I didn't really have a lot of strong feelings about this episode. Maybe I thought maybe I was forgetting some gags, um, as I often do when I haven't watched an episode in a long time. I was wrong. Uh, yeah. I didn't forget anything. Uh, one of the best gags was right after the opening sequence with Milhouse's uh, thought bubble of the the native choking out the crocodile or whatever. Um, and then the rest of the episode is kind of a blur, really. Like, nothing really happened. Uh, I feel like the writers got around to be like, hey, remember that test we had to take? Didn't you hate that test? And everyone said, like, yeah, we also hated that test. So then they yeah. tried to make an episode around it, and it didn't really work, for me anyways. Maybe this is someone's favorite episode. Um, let us know. But uh, for me, it's going to get... A five. So it made it to air. Yeah. You still think it's even like, I know a five is like you said, made it to air barely passable, but I don't like to give anything really below a five unless it's really bad. Um, This was really teetering on the edge of being in the force for sure. Um, But because it's season three, I feel like I'm just going to give them. Yeah. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on this one. Just give him a five. I feel generous. <laughs> you are feeling much generous because I really don't think it deserves that. I know, you know, a lot of effort goes into stuff to making these episodes, but when you go not only from such a, a high of Homer at the bat to this, but just of like, you, you couldn't keep my attention. And I come here to watch the Simpsons for a combination of a good story and laughter. And I didn't get any of those in this episode. So I, I, I have to give it um, that that failing grade. So unfortunately, this one is a bit of a stinker. If it is your favorite episode, as Shane said, I don't know why you might be a little bit. Maybe you fell down a well. I don't know. So I don't really know what you're going through. Uh, if that's your favorite episode, then that's your favorite episode. But it looks like we'll come back with uh, it's one that I I I always get sad about. Um, but it is a very good episode from what I remember. And that is Dog of Death. Yeah, um, that's a tough yeah. one. It's a good episode, though. Yeah, it is. It's a strong episode, um, and it's kind of relatable in a way. Um, the overall, uh, yeah, we've structure. both been dog owners or are dog yeah. owners, so yeah. By yeah. the way, pick up after your dogs, please. Let's just have a PSA real quick. Uh, <laughs> you got someone in your neighborhood? Just leaving the chuds, chuds around. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's just really lazy. Not to pick up after your dog. I don't know. Just grinds my gears. Yeah, that's, that's, that is a, a really good one. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to go with a dog-related thing, too. I got to grind in your gears. This is something I saw today. Um, if you're if it's pretty cold outside, 
Like, I don't care how big your dog is. They're going to get cold eventually. If you leave your dog outside for long periods of time, especially with, uh, you know, nothing to sit on. So they're just basically lying on concrete, cold concrete. You're an idiot uh, and you're a scumbag. Uh, don't do that. Um, if I ever see somebody doing that, I will smack you. I will fight you. Do not do that because that is just absolutely ignorant to that animal. So, yeah, you know, what? I'm, I got some uh, gears to grind as well, Shane. So we got our our gears grinded, gears grounded, whatever it is. We we are done with that. But we got Dog of Death coming up next. And to play you out on a fun note, which will probably be funnier than this episode, here's Shane with Plug Time. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Simpsons underscore EBE. Maybe uh, send us pictures of your dogs, you know? Uh, or something, something That'd fun. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah, Nick. You know what? I'll give you a, a few pictures of my of my dogs or whatever. Why not? There we go. Yeah, um, you know what? That's what, that's what we'll do for our next little thing. Um, obviously you can't see dogs on here, but we will. Uh, let's let's, on Twitter. let's see some of your dogs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then yeah, after you're done doing that, if you can uh follow us and rate us on Spotify or wherever else you're listening to us on. And then if you want to go the extra mile, uh, we do have a donation link called buy me a coffee. So Nick and I can, uh, gosh, I don't know. What, what do we need to buy after watching that episode? I think we need to buy, I think we need to buy a time machine to go back in time and then pay for some better writing and not have this episode made. Uh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> also, I want to go back into 1992 because that might have been when they had pizza at McDonald's when it was actually still good. I don't know if it was in, in it was close to when they debuted. Oh, that's also when they had the Pizza Hut uh, make your own Sunday. Oh yeah, Remember then we can, we're gonna yeah. go do that. So yeah, if you if you kindly donate to us, Shane will promise, um, not me, but Shane will promise that we will do that. So the onus is now on him for us to have a time machine to go back in time to stop the episode from being made and from getting and for we'll bring back some custom made Sundays. Uh, from Pizza Hut, but no hot fudge because that costs extra, I think. It's extra, but, yeah. Yeah, so you know what? We're, we we kind of got a little sour there toward the end. We were grinding some gears, sewering some people, groups of people, if you will. So you know what? Play us off on a happy note. Um, play me a viral clip, a, a fairly well-known viral clip that generically consistently makes people laugh. Give me a nice, good old viral clip that makes people smile and laugh. All right. That's my little challenge for you for this one. You got anything in mind off the bat? Uh, Simpsons related, I imagine. Yeah. Or just no, in general. not oh, even anything. Simpsons related. Just anything. Any old, oh, wow. any old thing could be bag in the face guy. One of my probably all time favorite viral sure. video. Yeah. He's um, you kind of need the visual to go with it. So maybe just something that's nice and pleasant to the ears or funny to the ears. That would be really, really good, but we'll see what Shane comes up with. We'll catch you next time. For Dog of Death, thanks for listening as always. Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything.